0: Hi, folks, this is Michael, and welcome to the Blood Walk. And uh, today I want to expand upon something that I'd said uh, a couple of days ago. In, Jeez, I can't remember which one it was, whether it was the Root of David or the Alpha and the Omega. But I've said to you that this word had kept coming to me from the Holy Spirit concerning Christianity, in that thou art snared, O Christian, by the words of your mouth, and when I gave that to you guys a few days ago, I didn't fully expand upon that. I kind of got carried away. So I'd like, to go, I'd like to return to that and open it up and explain to you just what's going on here when I say they are snared by the words of their mouth. And here's the deal, folks. Just like, as I've said, I, I've had this moaning, groaning complaint against Christianity for a long, long time in that every single day. Every single day, millions of Christians like to run around like chickens with their heads cut off declaring that the law was put away at the cross. And here's one of the massive problems just in that they have not qualified what law they are talking about. It's a lie just the same, but it is an unqualified word, an unspecific word law. That they use. All right. Now, here's the deal. Y'all like to run around saying, you're going to reap what you sow, you're going to reap what you sow, you're going to reap what you sow. Well, guess what, people? You have gone throughout the entire planet sowing lawlessness. There is no way you can make that claim that the law, what law are you talking about? That the law was put away at the cross. What law are you referring to? Obviously, in your heart, you think you're referring to the law of God, but you didn't say so. You just said law, right? And so now what do you have? Take a look, people, at every freaking government on the planet. Every government on the planet, especially the United States of America, is in the abject grip of lawlessness. The nation has become utterly lawless and on its way to a horrific Desolation, and I know you can see that right now. Our nation stands at the verge of utter destruction because of lawlessness, lawlessness, right now, people reign supreme over the United States of America. This government is abject lawlessness, and ain't no one of you out there that can deny that. Not a one of you can deny our government's lawless, right? Well, how do you suppose it got that way, right? When you want to go searching for root causes, you need to go searching in the spirit for what happened to this nation, all right? And again, as I say, you are snared, O oh, Christian, by the words of your mouth. It's just like what Yahshua said, right? Matthew 24, there's a boatload of false anointed ones, false teachers, and false prophets, and they carry one single message throughout the world. Oh, this is the great revelation of the ages. The law was put away at the cross. Oh my God, people. Oh my God. If you only understood it oh the insult the insult, the insult to the living God when you let those damnable words slide out of your mouth. Man, they drip from your lips like like saliva from a rabid dog. It really does. Sorry to be so graphic, but maybe you need some cold water in your face. Right? The word says, the spirit of wisdom out of the mouth of Solomon says, life and death are in the power, the hand of the tongue, and those that love it shall seize its fruit. Well, you, O Christian, have spoken nothing but death out of your mouth because the law... The Torah is your life. It is your life. And you have locked yourselves, people, you, have, you Christians, you have locked yourselves into a covenant with death. Into a covenant with death, right? You stand in agreement with death, hell, and the grave because that's all you're going to get when you give the law the boot. All right? You take a look at the... The progression of the religion, and as I was saying, uh, you know, first thing that happened, man, what did they do? What did they do? They gave the Sabbath itself the boot. All right, they said just like, just 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 like a day, just like any other day. You know, it doesn't matter what what day you choose. Don't let any man judge you. You know, if you want to keep your Sabbath, you know, on Tuesday night, uh, don't let anybody judge you for that. If you want to give, uh, you know, Passover the boot. You know, and, uh, and supplanted with uh, with the worship of Astarte, which is what you call Easter. It is the worship of Astarte. But, hey, that's all right, man. Give Passover the boot and worship a freaking devil. Because that's what you're doing. That's what you are doing. I didn't mean to go down that road. Didn't mean to go down that road. But I tell you what, folks in the fear of God, you are going to look at the crap that Christianity has placed all over the world. It's going to scare the crap out of you. It's going to scare the crap out of you because you had a hand in it. And therein lies some massive repentance. And so at the beginning, uh at the beginning of these elections, COVID and all this kind of stuff, right? Uh word came out to uh, to Christianity and it was a true word. Right when Donald Trump got elected, this was a true word. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Stop. We didn't get that far, people. We didn't humble ourselves, all right? Another true word that came to the Christians. Return to your first love, right? Return to it. But folks did not know what that meant. Obviously, anybody who heard that word thought, uh, you know, the Spirit of God was talking about somebody else and not them. No, Christian, the Spirit of God is talking to you when he says, return to your first love. Who is your first love? Who is it? Who's it supposed to be? Supposed to be Yahshua. When you return to your first love, guess what? If you love me, you will obey me. But you did not. How can any Christian out there claim, even make a claim that he loves Yahshua when he blows his words off as insignificant? What an insult. What an insult. You wanna sit there and go and watch Jesus movies, you know, all through uh 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 you know your Roman celebration of Easter, right? In your Roman celebration, you show your Jesus movies. My God, what an insult. People, here it is. You call this Easter, and and, and here you are, you're showing the Passover lamb, you're showing the lamb of God, and you, and, 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 and you call this the worship of Astarte. I realize you don't fully get where I'm going with this, but I tell you what, you ought to Google what that original Easter festival was all about. All right? It didn't have a thing to do with the living God. Not a thing to do with it. And it is astonishing that Christians actually want to call Passover Easter. It's just one thing, just one Think glaringly stupid, glaringly stupid. But I'll tell you what, when you throw out the instructions of God, when you throw them out, when you give them the boot, let me tell you what happens. It doesn't matter if you keep these pagan festivals. doesn't matter if you try to Christianize, you know, Satanism. And that's what you've done. That's what you've done. You know what the, you know what the, the, the prime doctrine in Satanism is? Do as thou wilt. In other words, all things are lawful, right? That is a doctrine in Christianity that came right straight out of the mouth of Paul. All things are lawful. How so? How so? All things are lawful? You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. You think idolatry is lawful? You think pedophilia is lawful? You think murder is lawful? Might not be expedient. But it's lawful. That's what they say. So there, there's no crime that can be committed in Christianity. Nothing to be committed in Christianity where you can get the boot, right? Because all things are lawful. Well, I take that back. There is one major crime you can commit in Christianity to get what you might want to call excommunicated. And that is obedience to the living God, that's the only crime in Christianity that's going to get you thrown out of the church is if you are sold out to your God in the spirit of truth and in the fear of God, you're sold out to him if that If that's what you have, you are not welcome in Christianity. That ought to tell you something people that ought to tell you something fierce. y'all are in a lot of trouble, a whole lot of trouble. And I, you know, I don't like to have to come before folks and talk this way, but I tell you what, man, y'all need cold water in the face if you are going to imbibe the shit that's coming out of the church. Let me tell you why, folks. Let me tell you why claiming that the law was done away at the cross is such a horrific insult. All right, here's the deal. Maybe you have not seen it this way, but you need to. When you than anybody else. And I understand the source of this was Saul of Tarsus, right? The source of this blasphemy is Saul of Tarsus. Now I'm going to tell you why it's such an insult. Because when you take up those words, you stand in judgment of the living God. You are judging the Father. You are judging the Creator as being unworthy to be your God, when you claim that his instructions, that his word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word is God. The Torah people is the word of God. Out of Zion shall go forth the Torah, the word of Yahweh from Jerusalem. Same thing, people, same thing. Thing, the Torah and the word are synonymous and yet you Christians believe you have the power the right, the authority to excommunicate the living God from your church and you really think you're going to get visited by his beloved son Do you really think you're worthy of a visit from the son when you have Blasphemed, insulted, slandered, and judged. My God, people, you're standing in judgment of God himself. Don't you understand? Who do you think you are to judge the creator? Who do you think you are to do such things? My God, people, the fear and trembling coming to Christianity is going to be overwhelming. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, woe unto those who are teachers of Christianity. Woe unto their apostles. Woe unto their prophets. Woe unto their evangelists. Woe unto their shepherds. Woe unto their teachers. Woe unto you. Your whole religion is founded upon the worst insult. That you ever could have given to the living God the worst insult ever. I uh I want to address one one last thing here in this podcast before I uh, let you go, and you probably can't wait to get out of here. Anyway, and that's this: back to the uh the armor of God as it is called in Ephesians, which is oh god, people. I'm gonna tell you something here. All right. Blessed is he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness, for he shall be filled. Filled that means is coming on the inside of you, not the outside, the inside. All right. Now then, how does how does uh, I, 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 Paul begin telling you about this this great revelation that he has, right? For he says for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Bullshit. All right, stop. Period. Yes, you do. That's who your battle is against people, it's against your own flesh and your own blood. The battle is within you. I'm going to tell you something. If you think you got to put on righteousness, if you think you have to put on salvation, if you think you have to put on Messiah, guess what? You got nothing but to put on You got nothing but a put on, because he ain't in you. He's not within you. If you got to put him on, he's not on the inside. So you lost something along the way. If you got to put him on, you understand where I'm coming from with this? All right, so he says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I'm saying hogwash. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Where do you think the strong man is, you jackass? Where do you think he's at? He's not out there in... In, 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 you know, on the backside of your neighborhood. He's in your heart. He's in your heart. He is part of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And until the fear of God comes, people, the ax is not laid to the root of the tree. When the fear of God comes within you, the ax is laid to the root of the tree. What tree is that? It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which resides within the heart of every man, woman, and child that are born upon planet Earth. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And when the fear of God comes, he lays the axe, people, to the root of that tree. And you know what happens? It dies. It shrivels up and dies. All right. But you can't get that in Christianity. You can't get that at all. You know why? Because all your enemies are on the outside. Paul has you looking everywhere for your enemies except in your own heart where your worst enemies reside. Your worst enemies. And here's a revelation that's going to come to people. Here's an understanding and a wisdom that's going to come when you are searching for the accuser of the brethren. Look no farther than your own heart. Look no farther than your own heart, Christian. I can't tell you how many times here. And uh, and I'll tell you what. I shut Christianity down. I shut it off for, uh, oh gosh, at least 12 years. Didn't hear a word they had to say, right? Totally focused on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Stop, period. Go no farther. That is where your focus always needs to be. All right, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the words in red, the words of Yahshua, man, the words from above, all right? Now, I was telling you, over the the course of the past uh, few years, I have been listening to the Christians. I want to hear what they had to say. I want to see, are you guys getting any closer to the covenant? But no, they aren't. They're still light years from the covenant. Now, it's back to this, the accuser of the brethren. And I'm telling you, folks, I hear people all the time, and they want to hold up King David. And what's the first thing they say when they hold up King David, who was the Messiah king? of Israel, the Messiah. And what do they want to say? Oh, David was far from perfect. Oh, he was far from perfect. He he was messed up. He did a lot of nasty stuff, you know, and so on and so forth. So what do they do, man? They drag the Messiah off his throne. They drag David off his throne and say, "Say he's just like one of us. He's just like one of us, man. It's like, no, he's not. No, he is not like one of you. How dare you Christians, you guys sit there and you bitch, moan, groan and complain every time someone wants to peek under the blood at your sin and you bitch, you moan, you groan, you complain, right? But then you turn right around and you do it to the likes of David. And I've seen y'all do it to the likes of Jacob too. can't tell you how many times I've heard them insult Jacob. Wow. He was a thief, right? Jacob was a thief. And I'm going, Oh God, people. Oh, my God. You want to call him a thief? Let me tell you what this man did. He is one of the greatest heroes of planet Earth. Jacob. He rescued the covenant. He rescued the word of life. He rescued the covenant, people, from the likes of Esau. From the likes of Esau. Oh, my God, people. And you want to call him a thief? You freaking idiots. How foolish can you get standing before God and accusing Jacob of being a thief? You know what Yahshua said about the thief? He comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. And you're going to accuse Jacob of that? Are you people insane? Why don't you go back and read Revelation 13 about those who... uh, they look like lambs, right? They look like lambs, but there's a dragon on the inside. What does that dragon do, man? That dragon is the accuser of the brethren. And you all think you've got the right to pull up Jacob and David or anybody else and accuse them and accuse them before God. And you're those people, those of you who do that, Those of you who want to drag David down into the mud, those of you who want to drag Jacob down into the mud, those of you who want to drag Peter down into the mud, you are those who stand before God blaspheming those who dwell in heaven. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's why I say, man, I tell you what, you guys are going to have a nasty wake-up call when you find out where uh, the accuser of the brethren is located. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And I tell you what, if the accuser of the brethren is speaking out of your mouth, Christian, you better cry out to the living God for deliverance. You better cry out to him for deliverance because you are destined for the pit. Wake up, people. Wake up. Take stock of what you're saying. Take stock of what you're doing. Hold it up before the light of God and say, is this righteousness what we're doing? Do you think it's righteous to accuse Jacob? Do you think it's righteous to... To, you know to drag david down into the mud you think that's righteousness for heaven's sakes people for heaven's sakes you see and that's a problem that's the problem you have no law you have no standard you have no benchmark of righteousness it's just whatever the church says righteousness is that that that's what you know god you've redefined everything church you've redefined everything man you have you have taken life and thrown it on a trash heap and you've exalted death and you've said death is life and life is death. You're the ones who are out there who are calling good evil and evil good. Don't you dare look at Nancy Pelosi or Adam Schiff or any of these other jackass assholes that, are, that have taken over Washington. They're just a mirror of what you're saying. They are reflecting the words that come forth out of the mouth of this religion, which is lawlessness, lawlessness. Anyway, folks, I had to get that off my chest. It, it it bothers me. I want to get it out, get it off. And uh, and I'll tell you what, you know, if it uh if, if it upset you, good, good. I'm glad you're provoked. I'm glad you're provoked. Maybe you'll go search these things out for yourself. Search them out, folks. Search them out, and you're gonna find out. And no life in anyone except Yahshua. There's no life in anyone else, people. You're not going to find life in Paul. You're going to find death. You're going to find life in the Son of God and you either return to him or you can just be satisfied being cut off. Cut off, people. Cut off from the realm of life. And you can continue as long as you want to to abide in the breach, to abide in the breach, people, which is death, the valley of the shadow of death. And until you come into the fear of God, that's where you're stuck and that's where you're going to stay and you're not going to be able to escape this realm, people. As long as you follow Paul, you are stuck in this realm permanently. 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 But I'll tell you what. You seek first the fear of God and his righteousness and you will be catapulted to heaven. As you begin to Cry out to God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, we inherited lies. Oh God, we inherited lies from our father. The veil has been over the nation is being rent and torn off. And oh God, our eyes are beginning to open and we're beginning to see. Oh God, have mercy on us for our ignorance. Oh God, really people, really, this is where you're coming to. This is where you're coming to. And you're going to see these things, and they're going to shock you, they're going to astound you, and they're going to piss you off, something fierce. And I'm going to leave you with that. But I tell you truly, people, seek first the fear of God. Seek first the fear of God and His righteousness. And then all these things shall be added to you. And I'll talk to you later. This is Michael. Bye-bye.